Welcome, movie fans. Thank you for joining us for episode 76 of Reading Between the Reels. If you're a new listener, we're so glad you found us. If you've been enjoying the show, please tell someone about us. Send a tweet, post to Facebook, write a review in your favorite podcast catcher, or just recommend the show to a friend. I'm Craig Dickinson, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Corey Heitschmidt, Justin Eldon. What's up, fellas? How we doing? What's up? We're back! I'm, I'm not going to match that enthusiasm, but hello. <laughs> Try and get it there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, today on the show, we're discussing our top five most anticipated movies scheduled for this, currently scheduled for this upcoming 2023-2024 school year. So some of these will possibly not be released during this nine-month period, but we're hopeful that they will be because we're excited for them, even if they do get moved. Yeah, I think that's going to pose a problem there. I think we're going to see some. I think that's the reason we're getting a lot of re-releases. Is that right? Did I heard that? They're re-releasing some movies out into the theaters now because theaters need some some go-to cash. Yeah. Hey, Makes I'm sense. okay with that. If I, yeah. A second chance to see something on the big screen, that's great. For example, yeah. Top Gun, Mission Impossible coming back out if you want to go watch those. Oh, I haven't heard that. That's nice. Spoiler alert, Mission Impossible is a two-parter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look so, at our, listen to so our last episode. So yeah. is Top Gun, if you want to go down that road. But. Ooh, yeah. I could go down that road. I would love it. There's a fan theory. Yeah, I read something today. Um, Batman Day is, I think, September 17th, and, and Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy is going to be released in theaters. I don't know if it's going to be anywhere near us, but wow. I would not, love to see all those again in the big That's not a... Room. That's not bad for a second place Batman movie trilogy. <laughs> I went there. Yeah, he did. But Batfleck didn't get his solo movie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Still. Okay. Um, All right. We're not talking about that, though, because that is not coming. We know for sure that's not coming. Uh, but we're going to talk about our, our top five, like I said, most anticipated movies for this upcoming school year. It's 2023. So basically anything that's released from September uh, through, I think I had middle of June, late June, somewhere in there. So, um, Justin, I'm going to start with you. What is uh, what is one of yours? Oh, okay. I'm so ready for this. And if if this isn't on your list, I'm going to be deeply offended. Um, Taylor Swift Eras Tour, the the film. <laughs> I'm, I knew he was a Swiftie. Okay. I I absolutely am, and I I'm sure I'll have many people tell me that I'm not a true Swiftie because. Well, I guess there's levels of it. I've I've told there's like a there's like a Swifty and then there's a Swiftologist. Uh, I am not a Swiftologist. I'm just I just enjoy Taylor Swift's music. It, you know it. I, I don't think we have any shared life experience, but it's good wow. stuff, and I'm excited to see it in theaters. So that's out there in the world. Okay, All just right. expanding our demographic, just like that. Nice job. Yeah, yeah you're you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's not on my list. What? I No. That's Sorry. no. Uh I mean the ticket pre-sales beat Star Wars episode 7. So, eh. Well, that's quite a following. I got to admit. Yeah. That is impressive. Most impressive. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Corey, what about you? <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh going for a re- new new since this is uh this will come out right here in September. Equalizer 3 with Denzel. I absolutely love anything with Denzel Washington, and I am on board with Denzel. Uh, Equalizer 
one and two were absolutely fantastic. Uh, Pedro Pascal was in Equalizer two. It was a great uh, ant villain against Denzel's hero. But he is this movie. It's dark. It's kind of a John Wick type believability sometimes. But it is absolutely great. Great, great parts in his confidence. His his action movie approach. I think I've loved Denzel ever since I saw him for the first time in Virtuosity with Russell Crowe. So anything with Denzel, I'm on board with. And so the Equalizer franchise, I think this will be great. So I, I have no idea how this movie ends. I'm staying away from my spoilers. Like usual, if it ends with a sequel, I will be upset. But I also don't want him to die in the end of this movie. So, the character or the actor, because he's getting rather old. Hey, the character. Okay, actor's gonna live forever. I love that guy. He is. He is. Interviews with him is amazing. He's quite a wise person. How old is Denzel? Let's ask the Googles. Yeah. While while you're doing that, I want to check with you guys real fast. Are your lists in any kind of order? Like. I'm, this is my least anticipated to most anticipated. Are they chronological? Are they just random? Like, not that it matters, but I'm just just out of curiosity. Uh, I, I didn't rank mine. I guess one through five this time. So I'm just kind of these are five that I've got on here. I've okay. got actually got about six or seven, and I'm going to punt on a couple, Craig, just depending on what you guys throw out here. Okay. So I'm not going one through five. I'm just going to go one of my top five. Okay. I had mine in chronological, but then one of them got bumped. And so um, I'm going to start with the first one that's coming out is actually, Justin, did you get that age of Denzel Washington? Oh, 68. Still. 68. Oh, yeah. He's, he's not Action star at 68. That's impressive. What are we doing with our lives? I mean, well, is he is he in the Expendables? I think if you're that old contractually, you have to make an appearance <sighs> in the Expendables. If there's a fifth one, I think you know, he would have to be. Yeah. There's a fourth one. That's impressive. Okay, uh, that's uh, Expendables Four is not on my list. Um, but what is on my list is The Hunger Games: The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Oh uh, yes, oh. yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Hunger Games books, less so the movies. I, I enjoyed the second, third, and fourth ones quite a bit. Francis Lawrence took over. I thought those were much better films. Um, but I really enjoyed this book as well. Uh, I really like how it's not. I guess it's not a spoiler. How it it's basically telling um, President Snow's origin story. And it makes this horrible, evil character into a sympathetic person. Uh, there's a lot of background information talking about how the Hunger Games came about um, and lots of intrigue. And, and I think if it's done well, which everything looks like it has uh, potential to be that. So I'm pretty excited about that. That was actually on my list, too. I, I uh, over the summer, watched all the Hunger Games again with my wife. I hadn't seen them in probably five years or so. And I'm super excited for that one. It'll be great. I have it as an honorable mention. Okay. I was expecting, I think that's one of those movies. I think my son's really going to want to go see it. I'll definitely go see it in the theater because of that. Um, I wouldn't put it in my eager to go to. I like those movies. They're great series, but yeah. Nice. Good pick. Solid pick, Craig. Solid Thank pick. You. And that's also, I just wanted to double check. That's also Francis Lawrence. So that bodes well too. You know, Francis Lawrence, who of course gave us, I am legend and Constantine and several other things, but. Uh, I like his I like his work. So, uh, Justin, what about you? Another another film you're looking forward to? Well, that was my next one, but I'll skip it. Um, I think Napoleon I'm quite excited for. Mm-hmm. I really like biopics as well as Joaquin Phoenix is so good. Um, yeah, that, that one just looks like it's 
yeah. going to be really well made and I somehow have to find a very legal way to watch that on Apple TV. Okay. Very, yep. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Because well, it's Ridley Scott too, so that's we've kind of reached the point where Ridley Scott's just kind of cranking out good movie after good movie. Yeah. It and it looks like he put a lot of work into it. It looks like there's a pretty high budget for it, but uh, I just have to justify that Apple TV subscription somehow. So if you're, uh, Ridley Scott reuniting with Joaquin Phoenix. That's uh, Gladiator, right? Yep. Okay, so there's some history with these two. Yeah. And Apple TV, if you're listening, Justin would like a free subscription. Yes. I mean, we'd Com- all probably like one. Complimentary. Compliment. Mm-hmm. And go back and watch Ted Lasso, too. Oh. So, so good. Uh, Corey, what about you? All right. Uh, I'm going to go with I... Since you went Ridley Scott, I'm going to go with my next one here because normally I would pick a movie based on the content. I would pick a movie based on the actor. This time I'm going to pick a movie based on the director because of the conversations we've had where you start noticing how people direct things, how their take on uh, cameras, angles, shots, all this. And so I am a fan of this director, Craig, as you might know, Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder, Rebel Moon Part 1 coming out December 22nd, 2023 on Netflix. And uh, this is his, Zack Snyder's next project for Netflix is a space epic based on the original story of Snyder's own making. So centers on a peaceful colony who threatened by a tyrant sent a young woman to a neighboring planet to recruit an army. Sounds like a great one. I think I'm going to like it. Uh, I love so many things that Zack Snyder has done. And uh, I would just going to add this one to the list i hope yeah that is my number four also rebel moon oh. it, it looks spectacular and yes if it's Zack snyder i'm it's going to get first look from me for sure yeah yeah so i'm i'm trying something with rebel moon i know okay so i love spoilers like i will seek out a spoiler before i see a movie and i i know that that is painful for some people but i like spoilers no, hurts and hurts me and, and i'm trying something new with rebel moon I literally know nothing about it and I'm trying to like, I'm not going to read any headlines. Well, I, I'm going to read some headlines, uh, not going to watch any trailers. I'm just going to go in completely blind. Uh, so I, I did take off my headphones while you two were just talking about that. Okay. Because I want, I just, I'm doing an experiment. See if I enjoy I, the movie more. Sure. So just to confirm, you've not seen the trailer. I have not seen the trailer. I have intentionally not watched it. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. For it's a, like a while. I thought it might've been, um, like a like a Star Wars movie, like I thought it might have been like a Rogue One style. Turn, turns out it's not in the Star Wars universe, but that's what I get for not reading anything about it. Yeah, well, so this is not a spoiler, but you're not wrong in that it looks like it's a Star Wars thing. That's it's from my understanding is that it, he he pitched to Lucasfilm this idea. This was oh. going to be a Star Wars film, and then it was retrofitted into his Would've own. Well, I mean, the only thing I know about it is the title Rebel Moon, and both of those are like Star Wars words. Exactly. Yep. I will say, I'm going to know this heading into it. It says part one in the title. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's going to end with some kind of a to be continued, and I'm going to in the theater go, what? And be all upset. Yeah. The end of the trailer. This is not a spoiler. The end of the trailer has the two release dates. Gosh darn it. Yeah. So it's like part one coming here and there's subtitles for them. I don't know. I actually have not watched the trailer for it. So it's posted in our Facebook group. So that's probably why it doesn't have any comments, but stay away from that. It's it's if you want to be spoiler free. 
Yes. I was impressed. It, it's, yeah, it's right up there with the best of what Zack Snyder has done. So, and, and that is direct to Netflix. Is that one of those? Yes. Okay. Yep. So that was mine. So I guess we're back to you again, Justin. Uh, okay. Um, the next one on my list, I was actually anticipating Craig say, I'll leave it for him, but cause I know, I know he's going to say it later. Um, my next one would be inside out Two. apparently is coming out. I don't know why you're laughing at me. It's not on my, it's not on my list. No, not, no, no. I skipped the one that I thought would be on. Oh, your gotcha. List. Okay. Oh, perfect. Uh, I misunderstood. No, inside out is a movie that my daughter watched on repeat over and over and over, like just for a solid, like three months. I, I saw it probably at least once a day. So the first one has like a special place in my heart. The the layers to that movie, it's so deep. There's so much going on with it. And at the time my my daughter was watching the first one, uh, I was going through like a lot of child development courses for my undergrad. And like everything in that in in my in my classes, like I would relate to Inside Out. Like there's <laughs> there's a lot in that movie that just really makes sense in terms of like a emotional developmental for children sort of way. Anyway, it was awesome. I'm really excited for the second one. Nice. That's a movie that's grown on me. I didn't really like it the first time I saw it, um, but I've come to appreciate it for sure. Yeah. It's one of those movies that you tear up in. I think if you have kids too, where you kind of get to know a little bit of the what's behind kids, you know, and some of the, emotions they go through and you i don't know as a father i've wa- i remember watching that the first time and kind of tearing up a couple times and got it oh know? yeah for sure mm. well and just like all that stuff that that the uh protagonist riley i think her name is yeah all that stuff she goes through and it seems like uh traumatic but then you realize you know probably every adolescent goes through that at some point where like yeah. her her islands are dropping and being replaced by new islands and her core memories are being replaced it's like that probably happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. Bing bong, man. Bing bong. Oh, and then when Rest in peace. Dies. Yeah. Oh, man. RIP, dude. Yep. Okay. Corey. All right. I'm going to go in the theme of Justin here. I Taylor love, Swift? Uh, not quite Taylor Swift. No, oh, I don't okay. think so. Uh, I'm going to go with this franchise. This franchise has been a favorite, and this is a different series. Okay, I talked about a director that I liked. Okay, Rebel Moon. Uh, Now I'm going to go with the one, a movie that I can take all my kids to, or that I can take my youngest to, the theater, to get that theater experience because we love it so much. Uh, Mike Mitchell coming back to direct Kung Fu Panda 4. Oh, nice. And I am excited. March 8th, 2024. I love it, and I love the (laughs) description Jack Black voices a fat panda who does martial arts. <laughs> They're I mean, not is wrong. That not, is that just the best? He's a panda. You're a panda. I just love that movie. Yeah. I love every everything in there. They have had some tremendous lessons mm-hmm. that you walk out with and you go, oh my gosh, this is absolutely amazing. I teared up in the last one when he's the Kung Fu pa- or the, the Dragon Warrior and – I mean, it is just, it's a movie that is meant to get a couple tears out of parents that are watching it with their kids. And I think their whole premise for everything they've done through this whole trilogy has been amazing. Yeah, I, I need to revisit those. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I know I loved them all. I think I'm going to take issue with uh, Jack Black plays a fat panda. 
I think he's just a regular sized panda. <laughs> that's, right? It's true. He's not an I overly mean, fat panda. You know, it's that vegetarian diet they have. It definitely gets them a little bit fat panda. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But so yeah, good. They, yeah. Great example of hero's journey as well. That's what Absolutely. I like to talk about with my, with my students, which always kind of comes out of left field. They're like, oh yeah, see, this is a movie that you've probably all seen and didn't even know that this was the thing we're talking about now. Oh. There we go. Awesome. Solid pick. Yeah, good job. Uh, my next one uh, does not actually have a title yet. I oh, have it oh. listed as Untitled Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Mm. There's a logo for it where we see the ghost with the in the circle and there's like some, it's like frozen or whatnot. And as of now, it's supposed to come out in March. It was supposed to come out like around Christmas season. Um, but I love Ghostbusters Afterlife. I mean, I, I was a huge fan of Ghostbusters 84 and, and also Ghostbusters 2. And that ap- Afterlife absolutely worked as a legacy sequel for me. I thought Paul Rudd was a great addition to that, as was McKenna Grace, who plays Egon's granddaughter. I thought she was fantastic. And I mean, it did the thing. And I don't want to put them down. We'll put them down on every opportunity we can, I guess. But the Star Wars sequel trilogy did not put your big three back together and yeah. ghostbusters afterlife put the big four back together and one of them had already passed away so yeah. like it, that scene speaking of like tearing up like that's such a great scene just love that they bring them back and uh this new one's supposed to again incorporate both new and young casts so looking forward to that Confession time. I haven't seen that one, Craig. I didn't watch <gasps> it. I, I meant to watch it in the theater. It didn't. And then it went to streaming and I kind of was like, okay, I'm intending to watch it. I just have never sat down. However, that scene you're talking about with the four, three guys and then uh, Ivan Reitman's ghost right there is a powerful scene. I remember e- Egon's seeing- ghost. Yeah. Egon's ghost. Yeah. And seeing, uh, seeing his ghost there. Um, I remember seeing that on TikTok and watching that scene over and over because it was so powerful and resonated. And just Belta, I got to watch this movie. And so I haven't. I confess that. But oh, my goodness. I plan to, and I will definitely get it in when we go see that one And because I think it's a great series and getting them back together. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Ivan Reitman, and this is another thing about that scene, too, is that this film is directed by Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son. And so you have that fathers and sons or fathers and daughters theme running through as well. So it's, yeah, it, in all the same ways that Kung Fu Panda hits you with the, you know, he meets his dad and those things where you, you're dead inside. If it doesn't make you feel at least a little something. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, I highly recommend Corey, go, go check it out. I think you'll, you'll get a kick out of it. It's, it is in some ways as sometimes happens with legacy sequels. It's a little bit of a reboot requel thing. Yeah. Right? There's definitely some elements that you're like, oh, this is member berries, but I still think it works. Justin. I haven't seen the, the first one. So. You haven't seen Ghostbusters 1984? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh. I haven't seen the first of the legacy sequel okay. reboot. You thing. didn't see Afterlife. Okay. I didn't. There we go. I didn't see Afterlife. I need to. Well, you got young kids too, so. I have seen many times the original Ghostbusters. I've only seen the second one like two or three times though. I just know like as a kid that painting really creeped me out. Yeah. And it still kind of does as an adult. He's Vigo. Vigo. Yeah. Uh, Vigo is the, the my school's namesake guy looks like Vigo. And he does. John McLaughlin. Scary. John yeah. McLaughlin is quite scary. And I have a picture of John McLaughlin in my room. 
And I swear it's a Vigo painting that the eyes follow you. Oh, no way. I need to look this up now. Oh. Yeah, he's John. a creepy looking dude. Yeah. John he's McLaughlin. a creepy bloke. Okay, so Justin, what's your what's your next film? All right, so my next one, I don't know if I'm excited about it. I, I, I'm excited for the possibility for it. Okay. So uh, I think it's just called Wonka with Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. I have very much enjoyed the other two Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory films. They were fantastic. I thought the Johnny Depp one kind of uh, was a little bit more true to the book than Gene Wilder. But they were, they were both good in their own right. The Timothy Chalamet one looks awesome. Everything except for like Timothy Chalamet. Like I can't see him as Wonka. <laughs> for the main guy. Yeah, except for the but everything else <laughs> it looks like lighthearted and jovial, but he just doesn't seem like he has enough uh, whimsical mm. enough of a whimsical personality to like be sure. that person. But I'm I'm happy to be uh proven wrong, but it I don't know. I'm ex- I'm excited to see as a fan of yeah. the book and the other movies. Yeah, give me more for sure. That's a good pull. Yeah, Hugh Grant is a Oompa Loompa. That's. And it looked weird. Yeah, well, well, yeah, it's supposed CGI to be on that looked very weird. This that was really could be unfinished too. Maybe it's not ready. I hope so. Like I hope it's weird. Okay. If it's not weird. I'm going to be sad. Well, yeah. and I think sometimes it's they release that early, like they did with Sonic the Hedgehog. Remember they released that <laughs> CGI, and then they people yes. hated it. And they went back and revamped so the whole character throughout the whole movie. They were there was a lot of guys. I think stayed up till three, four a.m. for about a month straight, just revamping all the CGI. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. they released that trailer, and all the all the uh, animators are just watching the comments. They're like, "Oh man, we're screwed, guys. We yep. are screwed." Dang it! <laughs> nice power of the internet. Uh, Corey, what's your next one? Oh, a couple of these I got to save for honorable mentions. Um, you know, I'm going to go because, I, Craig, I, I'm pretty sure my number one here is going to be on your list. I'm so convinced that I'm not going to say it. Oh, no, I, I think we're talking about the same one, Corey. This is probably the same uh, one I didn't mention. It, it's probably, yeah. So I'm going to go with this different one. Is this number four for me? Yeah, this is four. Okay, if you don't mention this one, Craig, I'm going to have to take six. Um so here we go. I'm going to go with At the End of September, directed by Gareth Edwards, starring John David Washington, the creator. That's not on my list. No, no, no. I know. that's. I, the, I'm yeah. going with this one because yeah, I think the other one great, I've got. Yeah. I think this movie – I love these sci-fi epic stories. I love these thrillers where it's a future war between humans and artificial intelligence or humans and aliens. These are the kind of movies that get me from the beginning. I get that trailer. Sometimes I get in there and it gets a little bit too much. You bite off. There is a way to bite off more than you can chew on some of these movies. Uh, But this movie looks like an epic tale, kind of a dune tale, long story, Mm -hmm. a lot of threads to pull. And so it all comes down to, I guess, how that CGI is going to look, how those characters are going to be developed throughout the whole story. Uh, You can only do so much backstory before you get lost, but uh, it's just world building. And so I am excited with this, especially with the rise of AI. And mm-hmm. I think this is a great epic tale to come out. And you're, I think we're going to see a lot more of these type of movies coming out in the future. Nice. Yeah. And John David Washington, I, I like him a lot. I loved him in Tenet and he was really good at Amsterdam as well. I, mean, I don't know. He's done, he's done a, hasn't done a ton of things yet. Again, Denzel Washington's son. So that's I did not know great. that. Yes. Oh, I, I love wow. Denzel. 
Wow. Yeah. I love I love his son too. That's great. There there are definitely times when I'm watching Tenet where it's like, wow, it sounds just like Denzel's talking. I did not know that. This is new yeah, information. That's Gareth Edwards on, on uh, the creator. You know, the guy who at least started Rogue One. But yeah, it looks epic, like a movie I need to see in the movie theater. Yes. I'll give him a shot. Yep. Huh. All right, Justin, you're number four. I'm learning so oh, actually, much. you're number I'm, five at this I've, I've, I've not four? heard of this. Five. I don't know. Was it mine? It's it, mine. Craig, it's Craig's turn. It's Craig's. It's my turn. It's your number four, Craig. I'm trying to be a good host, and I'm sucking at it. Craig, uh, if my you number... don't say the one that we think you're going to say, <sighs> there's going to be problems. All right. Well, we'll see. So my number four uh, is Deadpool 3. Yes! Yes! Uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is amazing. I've, I've loved him since Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place, uh, which is obscure, but go check it out. It's funny. Uh, Wolverine is back. Hugh Jackman's back. And uh, there's rumors now that all kinds of crazy stuff's going to happen. I think Jennifer Garner's coming back as Elektra. I mean, everything's on the table. Like the 20th Century Fox, um, Fantastic Four on the table. We might see Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Who knows what we might see? Um, yeah, I, no, I wouldn't put anything past him. So looks hilarious. Um, from the very, I mean, we haven't seen any footage of it. We've just seen the chemistry between those two actors, which we've seen online and in movies. So, um, yeah, bring it. Let's have that. That's that's I, due. Supposed to be supposed to be due in May. So hopefully that stays at May third. So excited for this. Ever since the announce, announcement, him and Hugh Jackman <laughs> have a chemistry and a relationship you just cannot fake. You cannot define. And so I think these two, I, I absolutely would put this as my number one. I have all the movies that I, that I do have. Like I said, I didn't have a f- number one. This would have been my number one. It's, there's no limit to what Ryan Reynolds will put in this movie. I just think if they came to him and said, he's like, I want to get Ben Affleck in there. I want Jennifer Garner in there. I want, I, he, he'll touch every universe. He'll do it all. Yeah, so I, think, I think this is going to be great. Justin, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, give me Wolverine in a yellow suit. Let's do it. Yes, please. With yep. the mask, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A tasteful yellow suit. I want it to look good. You can't do yeah. yellow tastefully, but it looks like they're going to. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, oh, so my number one. Not necessarily the one I'm most excited for, because this I don't think was in any particular order, but uh, A Quiet Place, the prequel. That looks looks really good. Uh, I thought A Quiet Place was a fantastic film. I have not seen the second one yet. I'm actually going to watch it tonight. I downloaded it to watch it tonight. Yeah, I like it. And uh, should be should be a good time. I really want to see that one in theaters. I, I understand that is a uh, tricky one to see in theaters because the entire theater is dead silent. Is it really? Well, mm-hmm. that's what I hear. So the story goes. Confession cool. time. I have seen none of the Quiet Place movies, and <gasps> mm. I have seen clips here and there, you know, that have popped up on TikTok that people have spoiled, but I've only seen pieces, fragments, and I have absolutely meant to watch it. My son has watched it. It's like, Dad, this is a great show, and I intend to. I intend to see that. I will I will definitely marathon that before I go see that. It's definitely one that, like... It's it's you know you know how you have those movies that you can watch while you're like looking at things on your phone or something. No, you got to watch mm-hmm. it on a TV. Yep. You got to you got to devote some time to it because yeah, yeah. the atmosphere really matters. Yeah, it's really really well done, mm-hmm. and I don't think you really can have it spoiled for you. I and I enjoyed I enjoyed both of them. I, I thought they were they're both really well done. 
Very, very creepy. Mm. Very effective. John Krasinski wrote that first one? Uh, and directed. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of his, it's his Did project. Did he intend this as a trilogy or was this uh I believe Something it was other people. just going to be a one-off originally. Oh, okay. but. And yeah, Emily Blunt, his you know, real-life wife, plays his wife in the film as well. Okay. Yeah, that's a good pull, Justin. I didn't have that one, but I'm, I'm glad we're having this discussion. Corey, what do you got next? What's your last oh, one? Oh, man. Man, I got so many to pick from here. Um, I'm going to go with this one here because I think this is unfinished business here. Uh we're going to see where they're going. I I have several superhero movie shows on here that I could easily go with that I'm going to leave off as just kind of honorable mentions, but this one I'm really looking forward to of them of the superhero world releases. Venom 3 coming out July of 2024. Oh, okay. Uh mm. no. Mm. No. No. It's no, you have here's to forgive why. him though, because it's outside the parameters. So he's, he's is okay. it? Does this he, not count? Well, it's, it's after school gets out, unless we well, have like seventy five snow days. Someone's but still okay. in school. This summer school is going on at this. Point. Okay, that's fine. That's <laughs> true. You know, summer. So uh, I think I think the thing that's about fine. Venom three that I'm looking forward to, with where they left off with that Venom oh, little man. plug at the end of the Spider Man Far From Home, I feel or. Uh, yeah, the, the the last Spider-Man that came out with Tom Holland in the multiverse. No way it's, home. No way home. So yeah. it's it's as if Venom is either gonna they're gonna bring something in here. They're gonna sneak something. They kept Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire silent for a year, so we know there's some sneakiness going on with this. I think that Venom's gonna end up in one of those universes. He's probably gonna end up in Andrew Garfield's universe, or they're gonna somehow. Related back, he can't just be in his own universe by himself, and there's nobody else. I, I don't so, think they're going to put any Spider-Man in there. You don't think so? I don't think so. They'd maybe, be stupid maybe not to though. Maybe it's because they, a couple right? months ago I watched Morbius, and it really just like let me down in the whole yeah. uh, multiverse with Spider-Man villains thing. Maybe I'm just yeah. being pessimistic. Also, I really did not like Venom two. I liked the first one. I did not like the second one. I didn't like the second one either. Oh man, but I I. Man, I feel I like I there's trust more Sony. here. There's more here. Sony, well, because the slate of superhero movies coming out, I'm not excited about. I'm not. All of these are just honorable mention lists. They're not yeah. anything that's got me jumping out of bed saying, oh, my gosh, one more day until we can go see that in the movies. It is interesting that none of us mentioned like a superhero. Did, did nope. No one said no, a superhero. I went on my honorable mentioned, but no, it's fatigue is real, man. I, well, unless I, you count the Taylor Swift, like she's basically a <laughs> real life superhero, Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it's my turn. Yes, yes, it yes. is. You better okay. say it. My, my my last one is Dune Part Two. There we go. There, there it is. is. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I knew love that was coming. the Dune books. I have I finished all of Frank Herbert's, and then I read the last two, which were adapted by his son. That happens later in the timeline. I haven't read the prequel stuff yet, but I loved Dune Part One. Denis Villeneuve was did an amazing job with that first film. Um, yeah, and it ends in the middle, which 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 is rough for for people that hadn't read the book. But the second part of that book that this is going to adapt is such a great story. There's so much great things that happen, and I just can't wait to see how they bring it to life. Yeah, I'm very very excited about it. Mm-hmm. So, confession time, Craig. I oh, yep. did not watch Dune Part One, oh. and I am—I'm absolutely ashamed of that one because Dude. I 
I have the HBO and I need to do it. And it's, yeah. it's, it is one of those movies I'm flying back to the seventies or when was that last one that came out when I saw it? And it was a snooze oh, fest 80, for 84. me. Yeah. 84. David Lynch's, yep. It was a Matt snooze fest. Matt and I fest. covered that one um, a little while back. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there because Dune is one of those things. My brother, I was a sports kind of guy. My brother was a reader. He read a lot and everything and watched movies and shows. And he's absolutely Craig, he could rival your knowledge as far as directors and actors and how they're all connected. But he uh, used to read sci-fi, watch sci-fi all the time. And I, I attribute this to him. I think he's the one that got me to start liking these kinds of things, the sci-fi part, because I'd have to sit and he would tell me the plots of these books and stories. And Dune was one of the things that he absolutely loved. And so he loves that movie, the series, the book, everything. And so I owe it to watch it. I need to watch it. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to part two. Did it get delayed? It did. It was supposed to come out in November. I was pretty, okay. I was sad about that. And that was actually, we already had that kind of scheduled to, to cover that for the show. So when, when Dune part two comes out, we will watch Dune part one together and talk about that. Cause there's so much to unpack. The okay. cinematography is amazing. It's Hans Zimmer soundtrack. It's just good all around. When Dune part one came out, it remind just the release, not the actual story or cinematography or anything, but the release very much reminded me of uh, Avatar. Because I feel like Avatar mm. came out and it was the coolest thing for about a month. Everyone talked about it. It was amazing. And then it dropped off the face of the earth and no one ever talked sure. about it again. And yeah. I, I, same thing with Dune Part 1. Came out, everyone loved it. And then it's like, where did it, where did it go? Yeah. yeah. It, it's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of the normal film goer who had not read the books too. So, Because for me, it was just like, yes, this is just the promise of more of that universe being fleshed out. And I've said this many, many times, um, but that my biggest compliment I can give Doom Part 1 is that it felt like the book. Mm. Okay. I was, just, Yep, this is, this is what I would have done had I been able to make those choices. There's like one or two scenes that just random stuff that doesn't show up in the, I think some of it's in supplemental material, um, that you kind of like, oh, that's a memorable scene and it doesn't show up. You can't adapt every single thing, but... Yeah, you always have something the, you have to leave off. Yeah, but it felt like, yes... Watching that movie felt like reading the book. So, yeah, I think what what chases me off a little bit from movies like this sometimes is it's part part one, part two, and so then I <laughs> I know I really mean that, and I mean it in a sincere place of respect. These are amazing epic tales, and I know that I would like them, but it part of me looks and says I can't invest so much of my emotion and my time. And then get a, okay, now I got to wait to wrap this up for a year. I just can't do it. I need need to know. It's hard to keep that investment up for years, like that emotional hype. I can't just keep that going. Which is why, to me, it felt like Avatars, because everyone was like so emotionally invested, and then it just dropped off. And I'm sure it'll come back. I'm sure we'll love it again. Same same with Avatar 2. Avatar 2 came out. Everyone's excited. now. And it was huge again. You never hear about it I didn't like Avatar 2. It was was massively successful in a world. It was a new. It was the phenomenon again, which is yes. pretty amazing since it was yeah. such a long delay between the two films. I will say this too, Corey, just to, just to kind of prep you for Dune. That Dune is very much it's Lord of the Rings in space. Yeah. Like that is the way you need to approach it. That it yeah. is that dense. There's a incredibly long history and cultures and all kinds of things. I mean, this is a book that has multiple appendices at the back of the book. It's got okay. its vocabulary. It's got they're like there's a one called the Ecology of Dune. There's a this whole a bunch whole of whole epic world. It is a it, the world building in this is intense, it's, and it's I don't yeah. know if you necessarily have to have all of that to enjoy it. 
You but don't. If I, haven't, you... I haven't read the books. And I okay, good. It. Perfect. Yeah. But if you uh, if you do if you're familiar with those kind of things, then there's essentially Easter eggs. You're like, oh, that's the thing from the other thing. Okay. So, yeah. Are the Beetlejuice worms kind of cool in this one? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Shai Halud. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, the sandworms. They're amazing. Which again, the Beetlejuice took that from from Dune. Obviously, this yes. is. I mean, the book came out in the '60s, so several things. I mean, it influenced Star Wars too. The sand planet yeah. and its hero's journey, essentially. Although once you get to the end, you're going to see it's not quite hero's journey. It's got a lot more in common with um, Last Jedi, which is why I have less problem with the way Last Jedi went. Because Dune Messiah kind of takes us that way, but that's down. That's a rabbit trail for sure. Okay, uh, we're on to honorable mentions. So, Justin, do you have uh, some films? You just go ahead, rapid fire. Any of the ones that you're we we hit all my films. Kind of excited. Okay, yeah, we hit them all. That's all. That's that was my list. We didn't have a lot of crossover, so that's pretty cool. We didn't. Corey, I I'm going to go. Some. So here we go. I'm going to go with. Uh, I've got three. I'm just going to rapid fire these names out there because I think I'd put these all in one category. Am I excited to see these? No. Am I going to go see these? <laughs> Are they being released? Yes. Are they being released? And I'm like, okay, you're you're burning a little bit of credit and collateral with me. You know, some of these direct, uh, some of these theaters that are doing this kind of, or not the movie companies Studios, that are doing yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aquaman 2. Ugh. You know what? I don't know where you fit in after The Flash and after Henry Cavill, losing my Henry Cavill. I don't know where you fit in. Uh, Marvels. I guess I'm excited. I'm not excited, but I'm like, okay, I'll go see it. I nope, not at all. It, I think that would go straight to streaming, and I'd be fine with it. Uh, Captain America: Brave New World. I really like it. I just cannot get beyond the fact that Anthony Mackie doesn't have superpowers. I think he, I think he needs to take some serum, and then I'm like all in on Anthony Mackie. I love him. I think he is absolutely fantastic. I think him and uh. Uh, him and the Winter Soldier have such chemistry that you can't tell me that there's not a movie or a series that if you put two of them together that they wouldn't be successful. But I just need him to have superpowers too. And so maybe they'll fix another boat this time. And so I just there's there it is my honorable mentions. It's one category of I'm burned out a little bit and yeah. you need to bring me back. Okay. I I I, I feel like the, yeah, TV show the MCU and I we had a good relationship. And then we kind of had a bit of a, a slow burn breakup. Then they need to court yeah. me again. They need to take yeah. me out to dinner. They need to convince me <laughs> that they're worth yeah. my time. I agree. That's me to, too. It's what is true. Yeah, I I would say I I have uh, I have Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom on my list as well. It is the last of the DCEU. Yeah, it's been delayed multiple times. I you know Justin groaned audibly when we talked about this because Justin does not like Aquaman one. But we're going to make there a way to again. grow not audibly. Well, that's well, true. That's true. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> but we're going to watch it. We're going to watch it together for the show because it's beautiful. I love Jason Momoa's take on the character. I, I, I had a great time at the movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, it's a popcorn movie. Jason Momoa is the only guy that could ever play that. Otherwise, he's, Aquaman's getting made fun of. He's fantastic. Um, so I'm curious about this film. I, I like the first one. Like I said, there at one point Affleck was in the movie. At one point, Keaton was in the movie. Who knows if any of that exists anymore because it really is just going to kind of be just the final little button on all of those things. Where does it fit in the timeline? I, I don't know. I don't so care. So it is. And yeah, Justin doesn't That's care. where the hype falls off. It's a yeah. what's the point movie. Yep, it is. It is it, it, more so than any of the other ones. Um, but like I said, I enjoyed the character. I'll, I will enjoy revisiting that world at least temporarily. But I will say my last one, uh, and Corey, I don't know if you know about this yet. 
Um, there's a movie coming uh, called Argyle, which Argyle. is another reason for you to get Apple TV, Justin. It's Henry Cavill as an oh. action star. And he looks like he's got the same haircut as Arnold from like, um, like Red Heat. He's got the spiked hair. It's Matthew Vaughn. It's Henry Cavill. So, I mean, like, it looks fantastic. He gets amnesia and a bunch of stuff. It's been in the works for a while. I've been hearing about this. I think at one point it was like going to be either set in the 80s or he thought he was set in the 80s, like as an 80s action movie. But uh, just Henry Cavill's amazing. So, looks I, incredible. He, yeah. He looks like that guy yeah, from Google the video looks, game. Oh my yeah. gosh. The, yeah, there's a guy, a character in the video game, Final Fight or whatever that looked just like this guy. Yeah. So that's that's supposed to come out in February. Uh, it looks like it's direct to Apple TV. Um, so shouldn't be too hard to get. Justin can watch that when he gets his free Apple TV subscription. I absolutely um, will do it. You know, Cavill was yeah. great. He did a great spy movie. Uh, I can't even remember what it was called now. Um, but it was a set in the. Sorry, I just. I know, but it was set. It was set in the fifties <laughs> and sixties, and it was a remake. Man from is Man from Uncle. Yeah, Man from Uncle. He the, was the adaptation that movie of the TV was show. incredible. I love that movie. So if he does these kind of movies, and then Mission Impossible, he's incredible. And then you get oh, yeah. him this kind of stuff. I absolutely will see that. Hey, it looks like M. Bison from that Street Fighter movie. Yes. Street Fighter. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. So I'll, I'm in. I'm all in on that. And I'm sure it's not going to be a oh, lot. I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to be great, but it looks like it's going to be fun. And, you know, sometimes that's all you want. It's just something fun. Yeah. That's true. I got I got two Craig to wrap up for me, and then I'm done with movies. My Perfect. Mis- yeah, I was going to say. Final thoughts, so go ahead. These are my nostalgia mentions. I got two nostalgia mentions simply for bringing back kind of the nostalgia. Because I think the superhero trend is trending down a little bit. And so people are looking for other stories and movies. And the thing that seems to be trending up is pulling characters back to relive and, you know, a new story on an old character. So Beetlejuice, too. I'm looking forward to that. Tim Burton's coming back in. And Michael Keaton's coming back, and I think I'm looking forward to that one. And then another one, remake, or I guess a make of the TV show Fall Guy is coming out March yep. next year. Oh. and With our boy Gosling. And I'm going to tell you, the the guy directed by David Leach, who's a yep. stuntman who previously helmed John Wick, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2, Hobbs and Shaw. Those are like large names. So this guy- Bullet too. Yes. And he's a stuntman. Um so I think this is going to be this whole premise is the '80s TV show of a stuntman who moonlights as a bounty hunter. So, is it set in great. the '80s? Uh, film adaption of the '80s, but I don't know if it's going to be okay. set in the '80s. Probably not. That's a little too high concept. And that might be too silly much. For, I that's, think yeah, no no legit reason for that. But no, yeah, I yeah. loved the Fall Guy as a kid. Oh, that song alone was an epic song. Yeah. In the intro. Lee Majors sings the theme song. Oh, the yes. fall! I thought you were talking about that. The game Fall Guys. No. Oh, no, see, no, no. this is a generational difference that's coming up. It again. is. Okay. You watch the theme song to The Fall Guy, and I think you'll fall in love with that show. Yeah. Heather Locklear was in it. Uh, Lee Majors. Um, I Doug can't Farr, remember. I think Doug Farr, who did a so. totally cheesy movie Space Invaders that I absolutely yeah. love. Wednesday nights, I think that was on that, and then Dukes of Hazard would be on Fridays. Oh this my is, gosh, this is like eighty four, eighty five. Justin, it's reaching so back it's, into the glory years, Justin. Yeah. So there you go, nostalgia picks. There you go. Justin, do you have any final thoughts Um, on our lists or movies coming out? No, like kind of, kind of. well, I do. What Corey was saying, I feel like the superhero genre is dying down a little bit, which part of me feels sad about it because I I love superheroes. I always have. But it is exciting to see Hollywood 
make way for some new concepts, new ideas, um, and just something in the theaters kind of kind of fresh and unique. That's it's exciting. Well, and yeah. new takes, new takes on even though because people get tired of this, like, oh, why are they just remaking things? Why can't you come up with new? They're coming up with a new adaptation or a story of a fair bit character, which I think sometimes is better. It's a better spin on an older tale or character that was a great character, but the writing in the eighties was different than the writing. Well, and I think it's comfortable too. Like with with Wonka, we've we've already had two movies about that, but we. We like it as an audience, and it's it's like eating in our favorite restaurant. You just kind of want to go back, and you want like a new take on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah, I would just echo what you guys said already. I, I did see Blue Beetle, and oh, uh, I didn't watch it. What yeah, do you it's think? it's fine. It it's in a lot of these movies. It's like it had this movie came out five years ago. This movie probably would have been a pretty decent sized hit. The story is is not original. It's hero's journey and borrows heavily from Ant Man. If you watch it, there's there's a lot. You're like, hey, this is just like that thing in Ant Man. Um, the cast is good. The acting's good. The special effects are good. It's it's fun and it's fine. But I'm not excited about it. Right. So is I feel it, bad for the people that made the film. Is it a new bookend for the next DC so the, projects, or is it my, the last bookend with Aquaman? It's complicated because <laughs> James Gunn said, I know, James Gunn is on record as saying that the character, and I'm assuming the actor portraying the character, will be in the DCU moving forward. But it's not the first DCU movie. The first DCU movie will be Superman Legacy, which I can't help but be excited for because I love Superman. But I'm also glad it's a little ways out. So I can have some time to just not be inundated with superhero movies for a while. So. That is complicated. Well, yeah, you gotta. I guess we'll gotta, see. I agree with Justin. You gotta kind of win me back a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. So as we close, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Email us at readingbetweenreels at gmail or use the Speakpipe app on our website. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend and support us by writing a review on your favorite podcast catcher. Our next episode will be a review of Big Trouble in Little China. Send us an email or voicemail about your favorite moments from Big Trouble in Little China, and we'll share it on the next episode. 